Welcome back to Imported, a story of overseas basketball brought to you by One Motor Sports. Uh, again, I'm Thomas Sandlin, and I just wanted to introduce our guest tonight, uh, DJ Haynes and his father. And I'm Drew Kelso, back again, and uh, very honored to have our guest on the show tonight, uh, DJ Haynes and his father, Derek. And uh, DJ, first of all, I want to appreciate you coming on the air. It's 7.30 here, and it's what time there in Kosovo where you're at? Man, it's 2.30 in the morning, man. <laughs> The things are the things our clients do for us, man. I, I I appreciate it. We had some technical difficulties getting this set up, and uh, DJ doesn't go to sleep. He's like a robot, man. He just keeps going, man. You don't need sleep. You're good, man. So uh, anyway, I just want to thank you guys for coming on and you know um, being our first guest on the show. We, you know, we have a lot of options we could have chose from, and you know, for us, it was a, a special meaning. It was a no brainer. Um, it was a no-brainer for us to to bring you guys on and D- DJ on for our first uh, for the first show. Uh, so the company's been almost open a year now. It got incorporated then. Uh, we came up with the idea shortly before, and I went and got an LLC and all that good stuff. But uh, you know, I started really taking recruiting seriously. We we had a couple clients sign when we first started, uh, probably about late October of last year, so almost a year ago. Uh, I was making the the recruiting list shortly after we got the LLC going and I was trying to compile names from everywhere. Cause I knew that that recruiting class that was your senior class was what was going to make this company go. And I was trying to find players from anywhere and everywhere. I'm a firm believer. If you can play, you can play. And no matter the, what, what school was across your chest, like, and I know I'm different than a lot of agents on that. And Thomas is too. Um, but did not think that I was going to find a player from NCCAA. I told everybody earlier that a lot of people probably don't even know that are listening to this podcast, don't even know what NCCAA is. You know, it's not even NAI. It's it's one notch below that. Um, you know, and, and so I started looking at the – I was like, well, what the heck, I'll look and see if there's anybody. And um, I looked and saw that, you know, you had the highest scoring numbers of anybody I'd seen at any level, whether that be D1, D2, D3, NAI, JUCO, whatever. I, I didn't see anybody averaging 33.7 a night. And, you know, and so that got my attention. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was skeptical at first. I thought, okay, this kid's a chucker. Like, he's just shooting shots just for the, you know, for the heck of it. Uh, probably not playing nobody. The typical stuff that we, you know, we tend to think about, you know, when you hear about a, a kid from a small school averaging numbers like that. And, uh, man, I went to, you know, so I said, okay, I'm intrigued. So I went to YouTube and Derek, I believe it was you that had uploaded a, a grainy YouTube highlight <laughs> tape, uh, from yeah. his junior year. And, uh, I watched about, I think it was about five minutes long and I watched about two and a half, three minutes. And by that time, my, my, I, my jaw was at the keyboard. Like I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know, and that's not to overhype this kid or anything for those listening. Like if you go back and you appreciate and watch that and you appreciate basketball and you go a step beyond that and you look at what this kid did at the collegiate level, if you watch full game film and you watch his, his highlight tapes and all of that, like you'll understand what I'm talking about. And, you know, so we, we saw it and I immediately was like, I don't know much. I don't know much. I don't didn't pretend to be an expert. I still don't. I told it to Thomas, and he had the same sentiments. I said, we got to find a way to, to get this kid. I don't know how. I said, probably got guys calling already, you know, that good of a player. Like, it was it, your senior season hadn't even started yet. So I started calling around. I had some college coaching buddies, and, I, you know, I can normally get a phone number pretty quick, even back then, definitely, you know, a little easier now, like a cell number, because – you know, most of these college coaches don't answer their office phone anyway, ever. Uh, but I, I, I was asking people, do you know the coach in Nebraska Christian? They were like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, who, who is Willie Williams and who is DJ Haynes and who is what is Nebraska Christian? Well, the enrollment at NCC is what, like 150 kids? Man, it was something like that. It was a I think school. I think I, I looked it up. I think I want to say that the enrollment of the whole college is about 100. 150 and some change. Like, it's like yeah. 155 or something like that. And it's tiny. It's in Omaha, but, you know, tiny, tiny school. Um, so, I called the office phone, and I think I emailed 
uh, Coach Willie Williams in Nebraska Christian. And I just told him who I was, and I had some serious interest in DJ Haynes. No answer, no call back for, like, probably about a week. And I'm like, dang, like, this kid's already got like, – like, I felt like – I felt like you, you you know, met that girl and, like, you got a number and then never got a call back. So I was like, man, we ain't getting that kid. Like, And um, about a week later, we were sitting in my office and phone rings. It was Coach Williams. And instantly he got excited. I was like, oh, this is the guy from Nebraska Christian. So I answered it, you know, and I really hadn't been on a whole lot of recruiting calls, to be honest with you, and just talked to him, you know, and I just was honest with him. And he kind of told me, like, you know, well, let's keep this conversation going. You know, he told me that nobody had really reached out yet. Nobody he, – he told me his story that I'll let him tell in a second. Um, you know, and he said, let's kind of keep this conversation going. And, you know, but I don't really want you talking to DJ during the season, if you don't mind. Like, I wanted to focus on the season and, you know, would promise you, you know, I can't promise that you'll get them, but, you know, I'll definitely let them know you called and, you know, we'll we'll keep in contact. So that's kind of where it started. Um, and we, we watched Nebraska Christian games religiously. <laughs> uh, plugged up, plugged it up to the HDMI cord on my, on my big screen and watched a lot of games. Um, you know, and it, it just so happened. Uh, you know, we live in Jonesboro, Arkansas. He's a kid from Colorado Springs, and he's going to school in Nebraska. But this is all in October, and in January, they have a road game at Crowley's Ridge College in Perigold, Arkansas, which is about 25, 30 minutes from Thomas and I. And, like, what are the – and ironically, and we haven't got a chance to introduce all our clients yet, ironically, one of our clients who's playing overseas now was an assistant at Crowley's Ridge. So it was, it was a weird – it's a weird deal, like small world. Um, but, you know, so we got a chance to see him live without traveling more than 30 minutes away. You got a chance to meet him, you know, and all of that stuff. And uh, long story short, the day after his season ended early and the day after his last game, um, he called me and, you know, basically said that day, you know, because you can't – to agents out there, you can't offer a player during the season. You can talk to them. You can talk to their coaches, you can talk to their family, but you can't make any type of verbal or written offer to get the kid. And I told his, uh, you know, but that day he called me. He was like, hey, if you guys still, if you guys want me to be a part of the company, I'm all in. You know, you guys believed in me from day one. You know, you've been watching every one of my games. You call coach all the time. Like, I, I want to be a part of OMS. So, ironically, this kid was our first college signee. We had several clients at the time that were out of school, post-grads. But if you refer back to what the story and I, Thomas and I told earlier, one of the reasons that he said this was a no-brainer to have him on the show, other than the fact the kid's playing his tail off in Kosovo right now, is the fact that his name is DJ, name, same name that the company is named after. So it was it was like surreal for us. Like it was surreal to the point like that was like a that was a calling. Like we had to get this kid. You know, I remember telling Thomas, like, we gotta do whatever we gotta do within reason to get this kid. Like I don't know what what type of attention he's getting or whatever, and I don't know what level he's gonna play at. I don't know any of that. But I told him, I was like, whatever we gotta do, we gotta do it. And Thomas, you can kind of chip in on what you thought initially and Oh, then we'll let DJ kind of tell his story. You know, I, I just think he was a bucket. You know, we saw the we saw the junior um, season highlight, and like you said, at that level, you know, sometimes you see like the high numbers from players who shoot up a lot of shots. But even somebody who looks at the numbers will see. You know, I mean, it's just he's a ball player. You know, and yeah. from that highlight, it, it was just one of those things that we just had to get him. We were floored by his game, great personality, great family. So I mean it just it just meshed well. So, you know, we we're we're glad you guys chose you know, chose us and you know, it's it's just one of those things like it, it, it couldn't have been better. Like you said, the namesake the namesake our brother, you know, it was DJ and the first player we go after the college season name is DJ, you know, and it's it, it was it was just kinda, you know, one of those one of those surreal moments. So and we got a lot of really good college players from last year's class, man, and guys from Division One, Division Two, and AIA. Even got one other Christian college player. So 
Um, you know, but for us, man, we just were, we were floored, you know, we were floored at this kid and, you know, his, his ability to just, to see the game and we knew it would translate to some level. We didn't know what level we, you know, we're still in the process of figuring all that out. We know that the level he's at right now is translated to that. Uh, but we know that it can go exceed that above and beyond. But, um, DJ, man, you know, tell me you from, from, Falcon, Colorado, to be specific. <laughs> Not even Colorado Springs. Falcon, Colorado. Tell me, tell me your story, man. Tell tell everybody out there that doesn't know you. If they follow us on social media, they've seen us post about you a, a gazillion times. But um, you know, tell us tell us a little bit about your story. You know, where, why, why, you know, how did you come up? You know, why NCC? You know, that sort of thing. Man, it's a weird journey, man. You know. <laughs> Not a lot of people know where Falcon is, pretty much. You know, it was a small little country town when I was growing up. Now it's a, turned into a – about to be a big old city now. But, you <laughs> know, uh, just growing up, you know, man, that's the first thing I picked up was basketball, you know, and uh, playing with Richie and all them from third grade on. You know, we all went to the same high school, play on the same club team. And – Honestly, how I got to freaking NCC was one of my teammates at my high school. He went to Grace, and uh, that's why I ended up going because he put in a good word to Coach Willie. And I went on my visit, and I as he liked and I liked it. I thought it was gonna be a good fit. But before I got to Grace, uh, yeah, backtracking, backtracking, tell where you why you went there. Yeah, backtrack before I got to Grace. During my last senior year of high school, I signed during basketball season to play D1 football first. So after uh, basketball season was over, after graduation and stuff, I had to be up at uh, Greeley, UNC, Northern Colorado, for like uh, summer camp and uh, two week, two days and stuff. So that's why I started first. Then I didn't stay there that long. Came down. Went to another D2, tried to try out for the basketball team. That didn't happen. It didn't work out. And I talked to my buddy. Uh, his name is Akeem. He went to the same high school. He's a year older than I was. Played at Grace. And he put in a good word for and for me to Coach Willie. And me and Coach were talking back and forth, asking when I could come on a visit, when it would be a good time. And a good time to come out on the first visit. You know, got to meet some of the guys on the team, do some drills, open runs and stuff, and got to meet Coach Willie in person, talked after, and he seemed like a real genuine dude. I really connected with him. He's like a father away from home. Yeah. And we really connected. Like, he was a straight-up guy, too. You know, never beat around the bush. Always pulled it up straight. And by the when I got there, I was like, because we had a JV team, and a varsity team at that time when I was a freshman up there. And, like, he predicted. He told me straight up, he said, I didn't play basketball after high school. It's been a while. He said, I'm going to have to start you on the JV level just to work my way up. Because, like, that's fine. I'll just do anything, what it takes just to play. As long as I'm still playing, it doesn't matter what level. Right. But first practice, practice and stuff, you know. Uh, practice with the varsity team, actually. I was the uh, only freshman. On the varsity team, we had uh, four seniors, like two juniors, three juniors, whatever it was. And I was the only freshman on varsity. But it, we got a couple practices in, you know. And after the first few, like the first week of practice, we had the game. And like we had our individual meetings and stuff. And like he told each and one of us, like, what our role is and stuff, like to establish that before our first game. And I was the last one in there, and he told me straight up, like, uh, I see you playing a little bit, but not, like, right away. You're going to be, like, he, I don't know. I was, like, the ninth person off the bench. Had a lot of wow. other, like, people in front of me that like, came from Juco, already been playing and stuff. I was, like, all right, that's fine. I'm going to see how it goes. <laughs> first, first game comes up. You know, I get in, like, five minutes. I was, like, play five minutes, that's all. And then play the rest of the game. As the season started going along, you know, Coach really had all these rules and stuff I'm not going to get into. But 
it's like certain discipline stuff, like missing games or not missing games, missing practice, missing workouts, or like being late. You have certain consequences. Mm-hmm. So like later down the season, uh, people started, our team started uh, falling under those consequences and stuff. So that's how I started working my way up, just them being dumb. And I was just working my way up from there. And yeah. starting a few games, first semester, and the whole second semester, I played the whole time. I started the whole time. Then sophomore year came around. There was a starter. Had new guys come in, new team. And Coach Willie was still there. So about, I don't even know, it was like this, I think it was November or December. Like something happened with, I don't know. He, didn't, he I don't even know the story until today. I didn't even ask. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's financially or whatever money reason why. So like, yeah. so we won. So we played York. Our, so the crazy thing is, before I get to that game, so we played York away, and that time we played them, we played all starters, and they played their bench players, and we lost. We lost that game. Then we come back at our home place at Grace. They play their starters. We play our starters, and we win by one. I don't know how that <laughs> It's crazy. I don't know why. And come to find out after that game, that was uh, Coach Willie's last like game coaching at Grace because I don't know if it's financial reasons and stuff. And he didn't say uh-huh. – and he didn't say – and he said he was going to NCC to bring that basketball program back. And he talked to me after that game and was like, what you going to do? You going to stay here? You going to follow me? I was like, I don't know yet. I let him know because I've been to so many schools. I was just trying to finish ball and finish school and see what right. after that. And so we had a new coach come in. No idea who the heck he was. He was a girls coach before at Grace and had no idea what the hell he was doing. <laughs> and, it, it, man, I'm honestly just trying to know, like, all the games he coached, it was just like, whatever. It was like free ball, no plays. <laughs> it was just like street ball pretty much out there. So is that why you averaged 27 a night your sophomore year? Honestly, I don't know what it was. <laughs> man, I don't know what it was, man. He, he didn't know how to coach after that. <laughs> I was like, Straight off the rip. Yeah, something. I don't know what it was. Man. The system was weird. I was like, man, no one likes him. None of the players liked him. He was just a weird dude. But, I don't know. We um, never said our clients weren't honest. I will say man, that. Man, I'm going to be honest about that guy, man. He's something wrong with him. But, and, like, season went along, you know, we ended up losing in the whatever tournament we were in. So, we didn't go to Nationals that year. Yeah. So, it was, like, coming towards the end of the year, you know, me and Coach Willie were still talking. It was, like, a couple weeks before I was going home. And that's what I told him because he asked me what I was going to do still. And I told him, yeah, I'll follow you because I didn't want to be with the other coach at Grace because of what happened. It was like how, how the season went. It was, it was still a good season, but it wasn't like how I expected it to be. Yeah. That's when it was like me, Drew, and some other people from Grace came over. And I told him, yeah, I'll sign. And like that. That same week, uh, I went out there. That's when my dad flew out. I went out there for, like, a whole, like, conference thing and signing thing, signed there. And that's how I ended up at NCC. And my junior year, you know, I went out there. I was the oldest on the team. You know, we had another junior. His name was Matt, but he was younger than me. We had two juniors, a sophomore, and eight or nine freshmen in my junior year. And... You know, we did play a lot of, like, Bible schools so the freshmen could get used to the game. And we still played a lot of good schools, you know. It was a struggle. Yeah, you put 30. I mean, you, you, not to cut you off, but, you know, you, you guys, you know, a lot of the game film we used was against really good schools. I mean, you put yeah. 39 points on Oral Roberts, which is a NCAA D1 school. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that's what got my attention early was, like, Okay, yeah, he's scoring against these Bible schools and the the NAIs, but like I watched the game film against Oral Roberts and like you tore them apart. Like <laughs> that's a that's a good D one, you know. So yeah, you yeah. know, and I'll tell I, not to cut you off. I, I'll tell anybody like 
you know, we got a lot of good guards. Um, you know, I saw I saw a lot of guards play last year, man, and I don't know that I saw a whole lot of guards that were on – what we felt like was on our playing field. I'm not talking – like, you know, I'll just be honest. Guards anywhere. I watched high major, mid-major, low. I didn't see any guard – many guards that were as talented overall as this kid is. And I didn't care what it said across the front of his jersey. You know, it's a crazy story, and I let him keep going. But, you know, just like it was amazing to me that you, you could put up those type of numbers against bigger schools too. Yeah, honestly, coming from my sophomore year to junior year, I didn't expect to do that well. I just come in, contribute, you know. Cause I've been with Coach Willie the last two years before I got the NCC. I mean, everyone's asking me, like, what is that? Like, no one's like that. You know, they're asking me back home, what is that? And, like, is it stuff like that? Trust but, me, uh, we've been hearing it ever since we signed you. <laughs> man, I, I, still, I still hear it, too. Even like up here, what is what is country you want? I never heard of that. I get <laughs> what is Nebraska? Yeah, what is NCC? What does that stand for? Like, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, but you know, my junior year, we finished 17 and 13. Like, that's they brought back the basketball program my junior year. So, like, since mm-hmm. like a first year program, we can go to like the tournament or any stuff like that. Yeah, so, we finished 17 and 13, you know. I was surprised with all the freshmen we had. Senior year comes around last year, you know, half the freshmen we had on that team didn't come back. Or coach really told him not to come back. So we got like a good, we had a few good freshmen come in, play right away. You know, um, senior year we played better competition. Still average the same numbers my junior year. Still playing well, and that incident that happened. I'm not gonna get into detail. Because our business, none of their business. But yeah. so that happened late January, I think February. Mm-hmm. I don't know, sometime around there. And I've been talking with Drew since that game in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And you know, I talked to him up after the game. Him, Thomas, his pops. You know, they kept it real with me. Even though you didn't sign Matt, but you talked to Matt too. He just kept it real with us and was honest. That's what I like. That's why I like Coach Williams. That's why I like you guys. These guys, you know, keep it real. You don't tell them what the player wants to hear. You know, you just tell them you be honest with them. Yeah. And once that that happened, that incident happened, that's when I called you and was like, yeah. Because you're the only one I was really interested in. Never. No, you're the only one I nobody had heard it. Never, nobody either, either cared or nobody – had ever heard of the yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think if somebody would have saw you, I think we feel we feel like we got we lucked out, like we <laughs> we lucked out. Hey man, uh, hey, use the word blessed, brother. You got to use the yeah, word blessed, man. Blessed, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, you know, man, that's a it's an amazing story, man. And you know, and, and the very humble kid. Um, you know, not to brag on too much. Very humble kid. Very, you know, he's a, he's the same whether he's you know. I'll never forget, I was flying back from New York City um, January, my birthday weekend. I remember I was in Orlando. I had a layover from New York City to Orlando. I landed in Orlando, and my phone is blown up. And I get all these texts that DJ scored 72. He scored 72 points. I was like, for the weekend? Like, what was it, a tournament? What are you talking about? Like, who were they playing? And they were like, he said, uh, Dort. And I was like a top 25 in AI school at the time. Like, we yeah. called AI tough. And I was like, on the road. And I said, did they win? He's like, no, they lost in overtime. I was like, whoa. And I went back and watched the film. It was like 29 of 44 from the field. He only shot seven. seven um, that's it. Seven my, free, yeah. free throws. Like. That, was, that was my question. My first question, I thought he had a James Harden. I, I thought he got to the line like 30 times. <laughs> he shot – he shot seven free throws and 29 to 44 and, and scored 72. And if you go back and watch that film, it's one of the most um, – I think there was a referee that tweeted that night uh, that he had been refing, I forget how many years, and he had never seen anything like plus it. years. Yeah, he, he said he'd never seen anything like it. Uh, you know, when you watch that film, you just like instantly just like, okay. Like, we, we reached that point again. Like, what, what do we got to do? <laughs> You know, what do we got to do? And uh, now I want to bring, 
you know, Derek on and, you know, a lot of our listeners, I think a lot of our listeners, you know, being the first podcast, we'll see. But uh, I think a lot of them will be parents that are interested in this whole, this whole process. I think, you know, when I first approached you and talked to you, you know, I think you were like a lot of parents are, you were, you were clueless to the whole process. You were, you know, you didn't understand, you know, your son had a talent, but you didn't know that there was a, you didn't really know if there was a market for him to play professionally overseas or um, what an agent did or anything like that. So, you know, kind of, you know, and you don't have to sugarcoat nothing. You can tell us how, how <laughs> it was all perceived by you. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, man, we saw pictures of you. We thought, we thought you were going to be like the meanest dude in the world. And like, <laughs> and like, you're like the complete opposite. Like you're like the nicest guy in the world. Like <laughs> most, you just very, you're not a protective parent. Like I'll say that, like we, you know, you've got a, a kid with a special talent and you appreciate it for what it is. And if he was, I'll honestly say this, man, like I appreciate you because whether he was playing 40 minutes like he is now averaging 30 a night or whether he was on the end of the bench in a uniform somewhere, you would still be appreciative. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, and I, I appreciate that. You just want the best for your son and, you know, but just tell us a little bit about, you know, what you thought about the whole process. Like what advice could you give to parents? Like whether it's not, not even just with us, just picking an agent in general from what you've seen so far. Yeah. Uh, first off, I want to thank you guys for having me and DJ both. And then of course, <laughs> just kind of reiterate when you, or just go back real quick when you said, you know, 40 minutes a game, one minute a game, five minutes a game, zero minutes a game. Hey, especially at this level. I mean, first off, I mean, he's my son, so it ain't going to change the way I feel about him. Do it. He's my son regardless. I mean, if he plays 40 minutes, I don't mean I'm going to love him any more or any less, you know. He's my right, son first absolutely. and foremost, and he's a basketball player second. Right. But, uh, now, speaking of the whole process, the agency, yet, and, you know, going into his senior year, I knew there was a, a, a possibility. But at the same time, as a parent and him being a senior, you want to try to appreciate every moment and, right, and, and enjoy what's going on, you know, enjoy the ride because you don't know, like, man, is this going to be the last time he really puts on a, a competitive uniform or is this the last few months, last couple weeks when it comes right. down to it? But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, you hear the hints and, well, he could play overseas, he could play overseas. So you're you're kind of getting you, – you don't want to get sidetracked to take away from the moments that you have, you know, with those right. types of things, worrying yourself with things that not necessarily the right moments for. And I don't want that to stress him out at the same time. You know, I want to just be able to sit back and be a parent. So <clears throat> as far as the agency stuff, I mean, once I caught wind that, that there's uh, – I think it was Coach Willie. I think, in fact, as funny as <laughs> – you bring up that story. I think it was at Dort, in fact, before the yeah. game when he scored 72. Yeah, he'd mention it to me. He said, hey, you know, I don't want DJ to get sidetracked, but I want you to know that the, an agent is called. Or no, actually it was before that because I text you after the game. Right, 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 right. I right. the exact time frame is when he right. told me that. But he did bring I want to say we started talking around Christmas or somewhere around there. Yeah, right? yeah, we texted a couple times because – Yeah. But I remember Coach Willie said, I don't want him to get sidetracked. I do remember that conversation at Dort before the game. Right. But, uh, you know, like you said, we didn't I, – I didn't know how many options we had, and I didn't want to get sidetracked. Hey, who do we need to talk to or what, what's a good agent or what's a good company, this and that. I mean, I don't I – mean, I mean this in huh, – humbly, like, the, not that you guys fell on our lap. It was kind of a blessing the way things kind of worked out timeline-wise. We came yeah. along, and uh, what, what I appreciated was, you know, some people you can catch when you have a conversation with them. Like, man, I'm not too sure about this guy. This guy's BSing me. Right. And on the other hand, it's like there's a connection right away. And I'm not saying it because you're on the line now, because I would tell you, I would tell you right. the other way too at the same time that, uh, man, just from our very first text, I mean, we were very detailed. We talked a lot, very informative. I remember it was on a Sunday. I was getting ready to go to the, the Nuggets game that night. And then okay, it was, yeah. I think it was the day after you went to the game in Arkansas, in fact. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I got your okay. phone number. But we had yep. really good conversation that Sunday. And then we caught up and talked on the phone that, that next Monday while I was at work. About yeah. to get off. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, just something, I don't know if it was intuition or what, 
but uh, just my comfortability talking to you. And you didn't really pull any punches you because you did flat out say, you know, I can't promise you anything. I don't know. You may not get a, you may not get a deal that you're looking for. Not that I was looking for a deal. Right. But, uh, I can't promise you you're going to make a bunch of money this. I can't promise you this and that. So, I mean, I, I, I really appreciated that. You know, you're straight up. You didn't feed me feed me a line of BS. Man, we were all new to it, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we were going into it together, you know? And, and I think that's that was part of the the cool factor of all this was, like, man, we're, we're, we're going into this together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I knew a little bit. We had a few guys get overseas. Um, but at the same time, it was, like, it was all new to us. So, sure. we were, like, I didn't know where this kid was going to wind up. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I, I knew the kid could play basketball. That was it. And, yeah. and I knew he could play it a lot better than a lot of other people in this world, and somebody was going to take a chance on him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and along the way, too, I mean, just little things. Like, we're, I, I can't remember what countries that you, that you referred to. You said, hey, you know what? This country's called interested, but I don't think it's a good fit. Right. So I'm like, and you gave me the reasons why. You know, little things like that. Okay, what? Well, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this guy isn't trying to make a fast buck or he's not. Right. You know what I mean? It's not all about money. You know what? You had his best interest at heart when it comes to those types of things. Yeah. And I remember, I, or this is going on. He hasn't had a big gap in play. He don't He don't need this job right away. You did right. that a couple times. So little things like that, you know, really, not that I didn't trust you right off the bat, but it, it helped build the trust over time. You know, we, we, we've had a lot of conversation that, over time. Yeah, definitely. I think that one of the things was like you guys were in a you guys were in a hurry for sure. You know, to to get going like a lot of parents and, and players are. You know, they were in a hurry to get going and get a contract, and you know, and, and I'm still floored. You know that you know that we didn't get some of the contracts that I thought we might have got. Sure, uh, but at the same time, like I told you, you know, we we went to a, a backstory after he signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a long process, man. It was. You know, he signed in February, you know, obviously the the bulk of the overseas signing in Europe, at least, is going to be in the summer in July or August, uh, June, July, August. And DJ got invited um, along with Trey Moses. Trey couldn't go, uh, wasn't able to go. But, you know, so I was going to make the trip and be out there for NBA Summer League. And DJ got invited to a camp in Vegas. And uh, so we – we we went out there and I got to kind of spend a lot of time with you know I met DJ I never met Derek in person got to spend a lot of time together um, and I remember going the night of the earthquake uh, <laughs> the night of the what infamous earthquake, earthquake at Summer League man man we had no idea what was going on everybody was still talking about the earthquake yeah. we was in the car and we just thought a gunshot went off or something we didn't know and uh, I remember we went and set it at Denny's man and I, and I remember just sitting there and I felt something tell me like, look, and I just got done watching them play. And I said, look, man, your, your career path, you can't judge it off anybody else that we have. You can't judge it off any of your friends. You can't judge it off anybody you see here in Vegas. Your career path is going to be different than everybody else. But let's see, let's see where you're at five to 10 years from now, because you're going to be at the top somewhere. And I still to this day believe that. And if you would have told me that, Kosovo was where you were going to wind up, I would have probably said no way, you know, and it was kind of, and no disrespect to Kosovo. We love that you're there. I love it. You know, and I got, hopefully on the next episode, we can announce that one of our clients is about to join you in Kosovo. I uh, can't announce that, um, but it's done deal. But um, you can tell them I'm going, man. I'll be out there. Oh, <laughs> I'll break the news. Everybody. Man, I, show, I, me I money, guys, man. show me the oh, money. Show me the money. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, man. So I told him, you know, that your career path is not going to be like everybody else's. But you know, all that matters is it's your journey. It's your journey to take it for what it is, make something happen with it. And, you know, let's let's just ride this wave out. And, you know, fast forward, you know, it took to freaking August. And I think I, Derek don't have no hair for people that know it. I think what little hairs he's got in his head was about to get pulled out because he was so ready for DJ to get a deal. And, I, I mean, I completely understand. <laughs> we were, too. We were frustrated, you know, because it was like one of those deals. And me and Thomas, you know – People that know us, we get up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock every morning and start sending out messages, calling teams, all that stuff. 
and we were calling about DJ religiously. And, uh, you know, it was almost like everybody was interested, but everybody wanted, like, there was, yeah, he scored 33, but this. Yeah, he's really good, but this. And it was like everybody wanted to be the guinea pig, like somebody else to be the guinea pig. And, like, I say that with all respect because they were like, you know, we really like him, but we want to see what he does his first year as a pro, and then we'll look at bringing him in. Where we found Kosovo, and they were like, no, we'll take this kid. We'll take him right now. And, you know, fast forward, um, you know, it's it's still early. It's October 15th. It's three games in, but he's leading the league in scoring. Um, You know, he's he's doing things – and I tell him, and I tell his dad, and I don't think they understand. You're you're doing stuff at the pro level that you're not supposed to be doing right now, as <laughs> as, as a rookie. And I'm not saying that to hype your head up, like, but to you, like, the one thing I love about this kid, I think Thomas loves about it too, is like literally you roll the ball out. It don't matter what nine other guys are out there. It's all the same thing. You just play the game the way it's supposed to be played. You're learning how to be a point guard now. Hmm. You know, you're playing 40 minutes a game at point, you know, which was a big question mark. You're averaging almost five assists a game to go along with 20, almost 30 points a game, like 29.7. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you're doing the you're doing things that people said you couldn't do, and it's it's still early. You know, Lord, you know, like, Lord willing, you just keep going, keep pushing, and I know you're going to remain humble. And, uh, man, we're just proud of you, man. We're, we really are. And you, your story's still being written, you know, and uh, just what you mean to us as a company and all of that, man. We really appreciate both of y'all. Appreciate y'all too, man. Hey, thank you. Yeah, man. You know, and, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people don't know, like, one of the first calls I ever got about this kid, I'm not going to mention the team, and I, sw- I swear on everything I love, the first call, Thomas was sitting in the house with me. He'll, he'll, he will vouch for this. <laughs> I get a phone call from a, a Philadelphia number, but it wasn't the 76ers. <laughs> but it was a scout, a head scout of an NBA team. <laughs> and they called, this was probably right. This was in June because it was before the draft. Yeah, it was right before the early, draft. Early June. It was right before the draft. And we got a call. Uh, from the head of scouting, a guy that had been around like 25 years and said, uh, this is such and such from the, I'm not going to say the team. Uh, Cause I'm hoping that, you know, we can, we can rekindle that flame this summer. But, uh, you know, they, they said, you know, and we're calling about DJ. And I said, Haynes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, cause at this point, he's like, He's like, yeah, and I promise this isn't a prank call because that's my first inclination. It's like, I'm a, I'm a nobody agent, and we got an NBA team calling us, and Thomas thinks I'm talking to somebody in, like, Europe or something, and which, which would have been great, which we would have been ecstatic about just as much almost, but it was like, bro, the NBA team just called about DJ, and they want to th- think about bringing him in for summer league. And, you know, it wound up not happening, but just uh, – and me and that guy had several conversations, and he knows where you're at now, and he's going to – he's following you this year. So, you know, you never know, like, if you're good enough, man. All the kids out there don't ever – and this this kid right here is living a test, living a testimony. Testament, a testament of determination. My man, determination my man said he, and, played, my man said he, he didn't care when they said he had to play JV. He said he yeah. didn't care. How many how many kids are like that now? You know, zero. I mean? like, I, I, okay, I, okay, my fault. Not zero, but not <laughs> enough. <laughs> not not enough. And, and and the thing is, it's like it's one of those deals where, you know, the we got we got parents and I and I, and you know not only kids that we have, and I love you know I love all our kids and but kids that I recruited, you know I could tell stories about kids that I recruited that we didn't get that, you know, asking me, you know, crazy questions like, what NBA workouts can you get my son? And I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking your son's going to struggle to get overseas. You know, and, and Derek never – he was just happy that someone was interested. 
You know what I mean? And that was one of the, the great things about this whole deal. And not to, and I'm not saying that because Derek's on the phone, but I'm just like, you know, that, that was also what made this part so special. This kid is an underdog in every sense of the word. And, like, we've got – I can't tell you how many guys we have out of our 47 that we were literally their only option to sign an agency deal. We had some that had – and they are 40, dogs. 50 offers. And they're all dogs. <laughs> and they are dogs. <laughs> you know, and, and I think like, th- like there's something there's something special about that. You know what I mean? There's something special to not to be romantic or whatever, but you know, when you got it's all right, it's three o'clock in Kosovo. Let's do it. <laughs> it's three o'clock in Kosovo. DJ, I promise. <laughs> Miss America isn't walking in the door right now. Drew, go ahead. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Kosovo nights can get long. It can be long and cold coming up soon, boy. Keep me warm. Oh man, nah, man. I'm not. I'm not confessing my love nah, to you. My wife's not gonna let it happen. But, <laughs> you good? But uh, nah, man. I just, I just think that you know what what this kid is doing is special, man. And whether he scores another point over there this season or not, like you know, just proud of him taking that leap of faith and and going and doing what he loves to do. And proving a lot of people wrong along the way, you know, a lot of, and I think we've all got kind of got that chip on our shoulder. Us as a company, us as some of these guys like DJ as players, you know, he embodies what we're trying to do. Everybody's got a chip on their shoulder. A hundred percent. You know, for one, one reason or another, they all got a chip on their shoulder, you know, and some of them, you know, got chips on their shoulders for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. but you know, and some players with other companies, not just ours. I, I think some guys are trying to, to get rich or to get, you know, and that's the, what's the biggest misconception? What is life? First of all, what is, and and I'll try to end it real quick. You need to go sleep. What is life? What is a daily day like in Kosovo, in Mitrovica, Kosovo? (laughs) Oh, like, uh, did you even know where, did you, have you ever even heard of Kosovo before I told you about it? Nah, hell nah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you know, I had to look. Back, I had to look it up. See what it was. First of all, this kid signed his contract on top of a golf cart at work. <laughs> yeah. Man, come on with that, man. You have to put that out there. Man. Definitely not bougie, man. But go ahead, my bad. Man. <laughs> nah, you should. You know, man. You know, wake up. You know, go shoot in the morning. Go eat lunch. After lunch. It's about like twelve thirty one. Go lift. Get done about you know thirty forty five minute lift. Come back. You know, play the game. Couple hours, take a nap. Go to practice. After practice, go eat dinner. Come back, play the game for a few hours. <laughs> and that's everyday life right there up here, man. You know, I mean, basically, you got a lot of idle time. You you working on your game and you playing the game. That's about it. And yeah. you eat good. I know you're eating good over there. Yeah, you know, free meals. You know, can't complain about that. Hey. Yeah. So what's the what's the? Oh, go ahead, Thomas. My bad. No, as you said, DJ, where do you go lift at? It's called a elite gym. It's like my it's not that far from where I eat lunch. Where we eat lunch. And it's in Serbia, though, correct? Nah, it's across the bridge. Oh, okay. It's right there by Ser- or, uh, Serbia, by right? Co- it's in Kosovo. It's, like, in the Mitchell Visa part. Oh, it's okay. Like, like across the bridge. It's weird how it's over here, man. You, oh, okay. Live, I totally misunderstood. Yeah, we live on the Serbian side. Then. It's weird. Oh, okay. Okay. So, what? what's the most – what's the – biggest misconception about being an overseas basketball player like when you were first thinking about being an overseas basketball player what did you think it was going to be like and not to say that you're not going to get to that level if I have a feeling what you thinking you were going to say but you know what was what was your what's the biggest misconception for those out there trying to be an overseas player starting out man you know you know how everyone has their dreams aspirations about playing uh, at any level, it doesn't matter if it's just basketball, it can be yeah. any sport. But you know, like when I growing up, you know, it's just working hard, grinding all the time, putting in what you get out of it. You know, like nowadays, even though when I was back home, still before I got even though I was coming out here, I was still in the gym. But like nowadays, you see these kids. Or whatever, just they just want things handed to them. 
You know, mm-hmm. they think like they're better than they are. Like they need to be doing this or whatnot. They they should be playing at a different level. That's why you see so many people, even at the college level, people transfer for different reasons because playing time or whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just I think it's just working hard all the time, pretty much. So I mean, I yeah, definitely. I think you know, it, there's no there's no glitz and glamour. There's not always glitz and glamour. No. When you're going over there, you no, know, and you whole, haven't, it's a whole different life change, you know, from come from the States, come from over here. You got to learn some of the language, like, some of the language, yeah, the culture, like what's the language, like the basic language, like pretty much the yeah. lifestyle and all that. So, it's, I mean, they, they treat you good over there though, man. They, they really of do. Course. What I can tell. You know, you know, they love the Americans over here, you know, Oh. <laughs> This guy, <laughs> you average thirty. They gonna they keep averaging thirty all year and start winning some games. They definitely gonna love you, man. Man, so. it is ain't all fault. We losing, you know. But I ain't gonna <laughs> go. <laughs> hey, it's, hey. It's, it's it's early. You're three games in. We got we got reinforcement on the way. So yeah, hey, DJ, um, let, let me let me ask you this, man, because you are averaging thirty, and the crazy thing is, is your your numbers are almost the same as they were in college like <clears throat> not shooting enough percent <clears throat> <laughs> percentage wise oh man like how do you approach the game differently for the pro game um uh, as far as like how you approached it when you were in college because it's crazy that your numbers are almost the same you know uh like i said percentage wise so man you know i was i had to adjust my game out here but when i was in college Man, I don't even. It's different because, <laughs> like, it's a lot different. You know, scouting reports in college and stuff. It's different. I played the two and the three, so you know, most offense was ran through me in college. And it's man, not now. Okay, <laughs> man, you know, at first it wasn't. You know, because I was just a point guard. You know, I, I wasn't expecting to come in. You know, like I come in to help the team contribute, but not like what I'm doing now. Coming in at right. the PG, you know. Translating my game from a two to a one, being a pass first instead of a, a playmaker. Have you know have that so I have coming in as a PG, running the offense through because uh, we had a that big dude we have. He averaged like fifteen last year, so like he was like the go-to guy at first. And he's he's been struggling a little bit. So you know we got me, we got the other two Americans. They've been helping out a little bit. And how I approach the game, it's just basketball, you know. Yeah, it's just basketball. It's not. It's not going to change. Exactly, and, and that and that the that's rules what are we different love out here, but the rules are a lot different out here. So I got to get adjusted to that, you know. It's just at the end of the day, it's just basketball, you know. But your but your change of pace, though, man. Like <laughs> the one thing, the one thing that I love about your game is like you don't, and, and I, I worried about you a little bit running point full time. Just to be honest with you. <laughs> But, like, when I watch it now, I'm like, that's what he's meant to do because, like, once you fully figure it out and, like, you're right there at it, but, like, your change of pace, like, people get so confused, especially at a younger level. Mm-hmm. Like, they just think you – and, yes, you're incredibly fast. Like, you got a – you're an amazing athlete as far as your vertical leap, your, your running ability, all of that. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you could be the fastest person on earth, but you dictate the pace of the game. Like, you don't – you can't outrun everybody. Yeah. You know, you and I watch other guards like we have. I can name a few, but like Devon Bell and guys like that. Like, you guys dictate the defense. And, like, I can't tell you how many times I've watched game tape already this year where you'll beat your guy to a spot and then you just slow up right in front of him. <laughs> and then they just crawl over your back into foul. Or, like, you, you got the offense started now and you got your guy on your hip, like, behind you. You know, so you you approach the game the same – at the pro level that you did at college, you know, and I think that's the crazy thing. And I was like, and I told, you know, when the NBA scout called me this summer, he said, you know, how's a kid from a Christian college going to feel, you know, playing if we give him this chance, you know, to, to compete for a summer league spot, like, how's he going to, like, is he going to like be scared or nervous? I'm like, brother, if you put that basketball on that floor and you put nine people around him, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like he, he may not be the the best one on the floor, but in his mind, there ain't nobody out there that can guard him. 
And I mean, he's not gonna back down for nobody. That's what we. That's what I love about your game, man. So, but uh, man, you know, I just, I just want you to keep doing what you're doing, and you know, I know it's getting late over there, and we, we've been talking <laughs> way longer than we, we, we get to talking, man. And I don't trip about they it. They get going, man, and you, you don't get no sleep over there anyway, bro. So, uh, <laughs> that's what naps are for. Man, you got, you got a lot of free time. You can nap all day tomorrow. Uh-huh. So. Thomas, you got any uh, you got any other further remarks or questions for for them, man? Him or him or Derek? Man, no, just thank you guys, man. We, you know, we send in some reinforcements, and um, you know, can't wait to watch the game Saturday, man. Do your thing, um, and you know, thank you guys, for, thank you guys for talking with us on the air, and uh, y'all take care, have a great night. Hey, man, no problem. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Hey, love you, man. Bud. Hey, man, y'all be good. We'll talk to you soon. Guys, I can't thank y'all enough for being the first guest on the podcast. And, uh, you know, hopefully this ain't the last time we had, had DJ on the air. We'll be talking about some some wins soon. Maybe have him on the air with a fellow OMS client soon uh, that's <laughs> going to be joining him in Kosovo that we'll announce probably by the time that this uh, – or by the time that this podcast comes on. But I just can't announce it yet. But uh, – <laughs> Yeah, man. Just keep doing your thing, brother. We're proud of you, and, and just keep doing you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Uh, all right, man. We'll talk to y'all soon. Yes, sir. All right. All Love right. you, bud. Love you, too. All right. Get Later. some rest. All right. Welcome back to the first episode of Imported, the story of overseas basketball presented by One Motor Sports. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in to the first episode. That was DJ Haynes and his father, Derek, uh, you know, telling his story of how he got to where he's at today. Um, you know, very special client for us. So we're very thankful for the whole Haynes family, uh, KB Trepka, uh, his his college coach and staff, and, you know, over at Nebraska Christian. Um, you know, so shout-out to them, first and foremost. All, shout-out to all our guys. Other than that, my shout-outs to my family, my, my wife, my daughter, uh, my all my family, my dad, my mom, everybody, and everybody that tuned in. I appreciate y'all, the whole OMS family. And, again, thank you to the Haynes family for – coming here and you know sharing their story with us i also got to throw one more shout out too man uh our most recent client uh that we've signed to the OMS family he was our 47th guy uh right here from our hometown in jonesboro arkansas known this kid since he was in diapers uh karan ross uh very excited to bring karan on board about a week ago um uh, 5 11 point guard play was a four-year all-conference guy at lehigh university and d1 at the d1 level Played his first year in Pro A Germany last year. Um, very excited for what the future holds in Quran. Got some interest already. Um, had him for about a week. And it's just a matter of time uh, before he gets his next chance. So um, shout out to Quran and the whole Ross family, Corey, all you guys. Um, appreciate y'all believing in us. And uh, we're gonna go we're gonna go somewhere with this. So yes, all right, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate y'all. I, I we promise that. Every episode won't be this long, man. We're we're gonna keep it short and sweet from now on. We we got to talking about the whole, the whole beginnings and all of that, man. It won't happen every time. So we'll, we'll give you what you guys really want to hear, and uh, we hope you tune in and enjoyed the podcast. Appreciate y'all.